What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Welcome back to another episode of The Richard Geek. Today, we welcome Jonathan Finiak. He's an attorney and partner at ColoradoLLCAttorney.com. In this position, he helps business owners at nearly every level and in nearly every industry with asset protection, estate planning, and business formation. Welcome back to another episode of The Richer Geek. I am uh, happy to have on this episode, Jonathan Finiak. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing pretty darn good. Good. Uh, Jonathan is an attorney and partner at ColoradoLLCAttorney.com. The reason I brought Jonathan on uh, in all the other different types of podcasts that I've had, I've I've talked about having a team and having an attorney, a good attorney, is part of your team that you will need, whether you invest passively or actively, whether you're a general partner, limited partner, whether you own your own business, a reputable attorney is part of your team. Uh, Why are they such a good part? Well, Jonathan, why do we need an attorney on our team if we're investors? It's a complex world. And you have to assume that the other side has an attorney working for them. And I think you're, uh, you're foolish if you're going in without the same weapons. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. And if they've got a gun, an attorney, uh, you want to have a gun attorney as well. Um, that that's what we offer to our clients and, and trying to really extend um, attorneys into markets where they traditionally have sort of been inaccessible by a lot of people. Uh, you know, the, the, the big offices downtown where you have to get an appointment weeks in advance, you have to pay a retainer. Uh, you're going to be looking at very significant bills. Our, our model is all about, I need an attorney now. I have something that's pressing. How can I talk to someone who knows about this particular area? Um, and, and individuals will sign up for half an hour at a time with me, give me a little uh, brief background on the situation. If I need to do some research ahead of time, I will. If uh, it's a topic that I'm dealing with on a daily basis, which is, which is hopefully what people are signing up for appointments with me for, then I'm able to talk to their issues immediately. And then at the end of it, they're, they're done uh, with the engagement. Um, there's no surprise billing. And if there is something that needs to be done, we work on a flat fee basis. So we tell you exactly what it's gonna cost. You don't have to worry about, is this 10 hours, 100 hours, how many hours is it gonna take? We, we know how long these things take because this is a really focused area of practice. And so that's, that's what our, our clients are, are getting out of this. And um, at, at the very, 
the very least, they're going to be spending a heck of a lot less than the other side, whoever they're negotiating with, mm -hmm. on uh, the same transaction and getting uh, an equal or superior quality of work. Now, you, you mentioned that people would call you for certain issues. What are some of the types of things that I would call you up or, or you know, the listeners would, what, what, what type of expertise? Yeah, the broad categories are asset protection and privacy. And then you sort of look underneath what, what that involves. Uh, we're not getting involved in any litigation. Uh, we're not, you know, uh, uh, dealing with insurance claims or divorce mm -hmm. or any of that. Uh, it is, if, if you're concerned about protecting your business interest or your personal interests, your assets, mm -hmm. uh, or if you're concerned about your privacy because you're you're becoming, you know, let's let, let's face it, face it in our society, you know, those who have wealth or those who are in positions of power become targets in, in many ways. And there's a, there's a great story of, of one of my clients is a um, is an executive for a financial services firm and um, recently moved to Colorado, but had lived in uh, the Midwest. And he was targeted uh, because he was part of the one percent, you know, during the financial <laughs> crisis. There were individuals outside his home picketing. He was afraid his family was afraid and he never wanted that to happen again. So we were able to uh, allow him and help him acquire property in Colorado without his name appearing in the property records. And so that's <laughs> that's that privacy aspect. But it's also, uh -huh. you know, it's asset protection. Your family is an asset. How you can protect your family from those who may may want to come after you. Um, lawsuits are, it's, it's very easy to sue somebody. Uh, <laughs> we think that shielding those assets from the potential claims of plaintiff's attorneys, uh, is going to put you in a much better negotiating position when it comes time to, you know, settlement, uh, assuming you did something wrong, right? Uh, but sometimes even if it didn't do something wrong, the better strategy is to settle just to make it go away because your time is valuable. Yeah. Well, and, and also the attorney's costs are, it's cheaper to settle than litigate it and, and keep it going. Uh, you know, I had one of the things that we have to deal with with hotels and things like that are the, the fraudulent ADA lawsuits they are going around. Um, California, Arizona, and Nevada is just getting hit by, they're called phone book lawsuits. And they just start picking hotels no matter what, and then they sue you. Never went to the hotel, never stepped foot on it. And then they say, okay, well, we'll settle for 5000 It's cheaper than your attorney costs. Mm -hmm. And they get a quick, you know, and they file thousands of lawsuits a year. You know, and, and it's just, there are those types of people that are out there. Um, let's talk about, you also do like entity formation. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that that's a great place for us to start. So it's mm -hmm. the, the firm is actually owned by uh, a Cloud Peak Law as the parent company, uh, based in Wyoming, uh, and Cloud Peak Law owns Wyoming LLC attorney. We have Colorado LLC attorney. We also have uh, entity formation services in a number of other states: uh, New Mexico, Florida, Delaware, um, and and most people learn about an LLC and start their business using an LLC or a corporation. Mm -hmm. And they sort of have a general idea of what it can do for them. Mm -hmm. um, and they form their LLCs with us. With, with us. We offer uh, very cheap services. Um, and the things you get other than just the formation, which in a lot of states you can do on your own, 
is we set you up with great starting documents, a guide, mm -hmm. how to run an LLC, mm -hmm. an operating agreement, consents to open bank accounts, your mm -hmm. articles of organization, all, you know, half a dozen different documents we deliver to people who sign up for an LLC with us. And it will uh, help them deliver on the promise of the limited liability protections an LLC offers. If you're not respecting your entity, following the guide we give you to understand what it means to respect your entity, that means you know not treating it as if it's your alter ego, where you're putting money into and out of it without any record of it. You're not keeping entity records. You're not mm -hmm. keeping separate bank accounts. All of these things, uh, you're you're probably not going to get any protections. From it. If you don't respect it, why would a judge? And so, so we do you know on a monthly basis around the country in excess of 700 entity formations a month. Um, and, and that is most people's sort of entree to, to the law with this business. They need the limited liability protection. And then they have questions about, you know, the particularities. You know, th this is my, you know, me and my sister-in-law that are starting this LLC. What do we need to worry about? How should we draft our operating agreement? And so we'll have consultations with them and and provide them with guidance sometimes mm -hmm. they just need they need an nda sometimes they need <laughs> you know a lease agreement or a marketing agreement because they're going to outside third parties virtual assistant agreements all these kinds of things and and we can assist with drafting them um on a, a very reasonable uh prices all flat fee prices so we start out with the formations and then we're there when they need us yeah that's you know and that's you know, for our listeners out there that are thinking about getting into even as simple things as the fix and flips, or if you're just starting even as a limited partner in in a, uh, an investment, you won't believe, Jonathan, how many times that I've gone to different meetings and people have, you know, three or four rental homes and it's in their personal name. It's like, well, you know, I, I got a mortgage on it and, and the mortgage wants me to put, I have to keep it in my name. You know, I mean, what do you tell people? It's like, oh, I'm thinking, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you don't realize what you've opened up your, what you're, you're opening yourself up to um, by keeping things in, in your own name. Can you, what is the importance? You know, everyone knows it's like, yeah, I need, you know, something about the LLCs. What is that importance to put it into the LLC. Yeah, well, there's two kinds of, of liability that most people experience in their life or that are subject to. And one's gonna be personal liability. You're driving around your car, you get in an accident, you've got an insurance policy and, and we can't stress it enough, the first uh, a barrier for your personal assets is gonna be uh, an insurance policy, right? So having the right amount of insurance for the right uh, risks. Mm -hmm. um, if you get in that auto accident and someone sues you above your policy limits and they get a judgment against you, a limited liability company can protect those business assets from the claims of creditors in certain states. So even in, in Colorado, you know, we have a, a, a pretty good limited liability company laws, but Wyoming really is differentiated from most others uh, in that they have something called charging order protection. It's the sole remedy of a creditor. So if my personal creditor, I get in a car accident and they want to try to go after other assets, my business assets, 
in most states, a judge will allow them to foreclose on the assets in an LLC. So foreclose mm -hmm. on the assets in my Colorado LLC. Mm -hmm. If I have an LLC in Wyoming, they will not allow them to do that. They can sit on the outside of the LLC and mm -hmm. wait for distributions to be made. And when the distributions are made, they can sort of siphon them up and take them to pay their judgment. But they can't break into the LLC and sell the assets that are in there or foreclose on them. And so even with a Colorado LLC, many of our clients will uh, form their, their, their Wyoming LLC first at the top level as, mm -hmm. a, as a parent company, a holding company. Mm -hmm. And then they'll set up subsidiaries in various states, Colorado or Texas or wherever they, they, they have property or potential liability. And what this does is it shields those business assets from that personal liability. Mm -hmm. The other liability we have is liability which flows from the assets themselves, from the business assets. You own a a rental property and someone's you know slips and falls what can they get from that suit again first thing i can't stress it enough having appropriate uh, landlord um, policies on the property don't expect that you're going to be covered for uh, 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 these kinds of risks if you you know a slip and fall you're renting it out if you had it as a primary residence and now you've converted it and you don't have a, a true landlord policy you make sure you have the right policies there so, so what are they going to get above that uh, liability policy? Well, they're going to get the equity in that property. That's going to be subject to the claims of creditors. They'll get a lien uh, against the, the property in the LLC. But what else will they get? And you talked about you've got four LLCs. You know, if you've got four LLCs, well, then great. Those pockets of liability are going to be isolated from each other. They're not going to be able to go after the assets sort of cross liability to those other LLCs. They're not going to get up into the Wyoming holding company and then to you. Mm -hmm. But if you imagine a scenario where you've got the four properties in your individual name, somebody slips and falls, sues above the policy limits, they're going to get a lien against that property against the other four or three properties, as well as go over and attach your personal bank account. And so that one event, which could be limited, you could limit your liability just to the assets in that company are now really limited only by what do you have? <laughs> how, mm -hmm. how, how wealthy are you? <laughs> yeah. It, and that's, you know, please everyone take, take that to heart. It, it's, it, it happens. You can't say, well, you know, I know this person, they won't sue me. You know, he's been a family for, they'll sue you. If, if something comes down to it, you know, I, I hate to be a pessimist on those types of things, but, you know, I've been in multifamily for 20-some years, hotels, people pretend to, you know, slip on a crack and, and, and trip. Things happen. Uh, what, you know, another question, so let's say I have, and, and this can be expensive, and it can be a nightmare for the CPAs. I have... Uh, you know, 25 properties, and uh, I have limited partners, and each owns five properties. Do I have 25 different LLCs, or is it okay to kind of bunch within the me as the general partner, and, and then you have five LLCs with the same limited partner? Is it okay to bunch them, or I mean, do I have that many LLCs? Yeah, and and I so I was a I was a financial advisor. I have an MBA as well as a law degree, and and I, I think something I bring to to my conversations with clients is there's business decisions to be made. 
and in certain states like California, they have a California LLC and it's $800 per year is the franchise tax for a California LLC. You know, in other states, you know, in Colorado or Wyoming, it's, it's, it's pretty reasonable. You know, your annual fees are low. And, and so I think there is a decision to be made about what is the best allocation of your funds. If you've got properties with limited um, uh, equity in them, then I, I'm okay with bundling them together. Uh, I have clients, you know, and you've got four condos in mm -hmm. one building. And those four condos, your liability is really pretty low. You know, your mm -hmm. common area liability is going to be one where it's going to fall onto the, the building. And then within your uh, units, you're going to have pretty good insurance. What what could happen? I mean, there, there's horror stories. There's one horror story. Uh, it, it, was, it was in Colorado, and there was a house um, in Aspen that was um, – it was a charity auction, and a family – won the charity auction when this stated this house in in aspen and uh the entire family died there was a problem with the carbon monoxide there was like a heating uh a driveway heater and it was improperly installed and so you imagine that kind of liability if you have a you know if you're very wealthy you've got a lot of equity in the property it's got a pool it's got a hot tub it's got roof decks it's you know what is the actual liability that each of those properties holds and and i think that's the business decision to be made do i want to isolate this risk in this one llc or do i feel comfortable because it's four condos you know common areas they're small they're safe you know it's airbnb i've got you know a million dollars of coverage from airbnb i've got my own liability policies you know you say one llc would be overkill especially in a state like california um, uh, with $800 per entity, but, but, but there is a business decision to, to be made there. And I, I talk my clients through it. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Cause it's like, my gosh, I don't, you know, my CPA would kill me if, if I had an LLC for every single, every single one, but you know, I, I didn't know, but I think it is, you know, when, when you look at yeah, four homes that are worth $150,000 each and they have, you know, eh, you know, the rentals, right? And the same, same limited partners. Now, once you get, you know, a lot of our listeners have considerable wealth and, and, and they're doing okay. At what point, and when you're talking about, let's kind of switch over to maybe it's, this is kind of estate planning a little bit, kind of asset protection kind of folds into that. At what point would you start looking at, okay, you know what we need to look at maybe uh, an FLP or, you know, a, a limited partnership within the family, within kind of separating the things out so that now we're getting into the estate planning and we want to actually protect the estate um, and, and other different things that you could do, not necessarily. And listeners, FLP is a, 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 was a family limited partnership, uh, those types of things for that type of protection. Yeah, and, and 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 we do a lot of that as well. So Wyoming uh, is a uh, there, there's been this arms race among different states trying to set up very protective uh, trust statutes. And so you got you got Delaware, Nevada, mm -hmm. um, Alaska, Wyoming, South Dakota have all been in this arms race to get people to come there and set up their trust. And 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 that's sort of the capstone to many of our asset protection strategies. It does achieve estate planning goals, but the mm -hmm. Wyoming has a qualified spendthrift trust statute 
that will really shield those assets from uh, your personal creditors. Hmm. And, and that comes into play when you, you have personal liability, that car accident type of liability, but much greater that you can't shed because you're the executive of a company and you're on the hook for multi-million dollar contracts. You know, you're an obstetrician. And if a mother and baby suffer injuries on the birthing table, I don't care how much malpractice insurance you have, you're going to be sued uh, well above it, right? And so, so what assets can't you really shield? You can't shed that personal liability. If you're an executive in a company, an engineer, an architect, an attorney, a, uh, a doctor, those tend to be the ones who say, okay, I don't want to lose this. I've built up a, you know, two, three, five million dollars. And I'm, yeah, I, I could lose it based on a frivolous suit or if I just screw up. It, hey, mm -hmm. people make mistakes and there's negligence that we all engage in on a daily basis, unfortunately. Um, uh, at, at, at that point, a Wyoming Asset Protection Trust can act as a, uh, a I, I view it as a family office where you're not mm -hmm. just talking about your wealth, you're talking about multi-generational wealth now. And it's a, it's a great way to remove them, those assets from the liability you generate by walking around the world or, mm -hmm. or interacting with the world. And it will endure in Wyoming for, you know, there's a thousand year uh, asset protection trust there. I don't know what's going to happen in a thousand years. You know, <laughs> if you go back a thousand years, it was the dark ages. Who knows what was going on? But, right. you know, let's assume it's not Mad Max or something a thousand <laughs> years from now. Um, uh, th those are a, a part of, of what we do. Mark Pierce is the uh, Wyoming licensed attorney. And so I, I work with him to develop these plans with, uh, with our clients to come up with this comprehensive plan. Um, how do we protect their assets from their personal liabilities and from their business related liabilities? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, you know, it's something that we worry about you know, with as we get into um, tens of millions of dollars worth of real estate holdings. You know, at what point is that LLC not going to help you? Do I need to start putting things in FLPs and, and putting things in trusts uh, and just separating them out. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that that stuff is even out there uh, in order to, it, it, you know, at what point do you think it's like, okay, I have a million dollars worth of assets. So I need 5 million. At what point do you have to say, okay, you know what? I need to bump up a little bit as far as the estate planning instead of just the, Hey, I have a will, <laughs> you know, well, 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 there's a continuum there. And I think the continuum, I, I have people who, you know, they got half a million dollars, but they're mm -hmm. in very uh, heavily regulated or scrutinized uh, industries. And, you know, in Colorado, uh, CBD is, <laughs> is huge. And I think there's a, a significant concern there that there could be something happening at the uh, a national level um, to impose very significant penalties or jail time, or, you know, if you're dealing with, uh, uh, they're, they're, you know, not pharmaceuticals, right? They're, they're not approved by the FDA. What if it turns out there's harm and we wind up with a kind of situation like Philip Morris or mm. one of the cigarette companies did mm. uh, down the road. And, and there's this, these unknowns there that cause those individuals to say, look, I'm, I'm on a, a, a steep um, asset and, and a growth path in my life. Why don't I start protecting myself now? 
Mm -hmm. uh, because I've got all the chips on the table that I want to risk, start pulling them off, peeling off those assets, getting them into an asset protection trust. Um, but, that, but, but again, that's, that, that's usually the capstone. There's you know, six different ways we think about uh, protecting assets. Typically, our personal liability, unless you fall into one of those sort of professions, you're an executive attorney, so on and so forth, um, is going to be fairly limited. Even if, you know, most terrible car accidents, looking at a couple million dollars. And so you've got good liab auto liability. And then if you don't have an umbrella policy, you, you definitely need to investigate it. You know, a one to three to five million dollar umbrella policy um, is, is definitely important there. But then, but then there, there, there's some risk that an umbrella policy is not going to cover you for and those you know, professional risks are typically the ones that it's not going to cover you for. We'll call you, cover you for the car accident. You know, one of the, the, the key things here uh, is to not be, uh, I would say, flashy about your wealth, but uh, keep it private. <laughs> and certain states allow you to form LLCs anonymously and others don't. Um, uh, we, there's, there, uh, we do entity formations in Florida. Florida does not allow for uh, the creation of anonymous LLCs. Wyoming does. You don't have to report the members or the manager to the state of Wyoming. Hmm. You don't have to do it for Colorado either. You just have to list the organizer. And so we act as the organizer for our clients. Mm -hmm. But then using that in a state that doesn't allow for the anonymous formation of LLCs, you use your holding company as the member in, in Florida, and then we act as the uh, manager who will immediately resign after formation and assign those, mm -hmm. uh, the manager duties to you. And so it, in, in, in that way, you keep your name out of the Secretary of State records. If somebody can easily find out that you own 30 or 50 or 100 LLCs, they're going to know you're wealthy and, and you're, you're a target. Right. So what are you doing to keep your name out of the public records? We also offer for, you know, our clients in Wyoming, Colorado, we offer nominee services uh, or if their their Wyoming or Colorado entity is purchasing something in another state, we can still act there as well. So we'll act as the nominee manager because your name goes into the title records uh, and and depending on the state. The indexing can be uh, everything. Everything in that in that deed could potentially be indexed on title records, allowing someone to easily find you. And and for those who are, you know, uh, all of us, I think these days have our views and in, in politics or uh, are outspoken online in one way or another. If someone knows where you live, you are really taking a risk there. And so, how can you protect yourself from from that type of of risk where someone's, you know, doxing you or um, what are they swatting you or <laughs> showing know. us chewing up at your house with a gun, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we do offer those services, nominee services and, and privacy has got to be a key uh, element. Uh, a, a lot of people in tech understand it, at least people who work in sort of uh, information security, call it attack surfaces. You know, how do you minimize your attack surfaces for mm -hmm. whether it's a potential creditor or someone wishing to do you or your family harm? How are you minimizing those? And um, uh, we offer a lot of solutions in those in those areas. Yeah, and see, ladies and gentlemen, you can't get this from normal websites that where you can just download the forms. We all know, you know, those those websites where you click download everything you want, and then how do you fill it out? What kind of protection? All you have to do is 
is miss one line and it, it I'm sure voids everything. You know, it's so, you know, how important is it, Jonathan, uh, you know, while we wrap up, it's, it's, it's kind of like the same things. You know, I'm not going to diagnose myself online, you know, <laughs> with, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have tried to diagnose me and, and, but you go to a doctor, right? I'm not going to go in, in and, and try to self-diagnose myself. You know, there are, and it, I feel the same thing with attorneys, uh, entity, you know, I have four or five different attorneys and they each specialize in each different segments. Uh, and that is one thing. Don't download. It's like, look, you know, I can save for five bucks. I can download my LLC two pager and they're done. You know, um, Please, people, so, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I view like like an operating agreement is your foundational document. Mm -hmm. um, and when it's a you know, single member LLC, well, do you need an agreement with yourself? You know, under most under most states, Colorado and Wyoming, you actually don't need an operating agreement. Uh, there's no uh, requirement to have one for a single member LLC. Uh, uh, but it, it, it can build in creditor protections. So if you've got an LLC operating agreement that says there, you know, a creditor can't do this or a creditor can't do that, mm -hmm. um, uh, that can be a, a powerful tool in front of a judge. Um, when you start getting into uh, partnerships with other individuals, you know, it's not your spouse, even if it is, you, you know, maybe you still want an operating agreement <laughs> with, uh, with your spouse who's in charge. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I think you need to sort of take a step back every time you're putting capital at risk and say, is this the best way to do this? How am I limiting my risk in this endeavor? Um, and then if, if you're not sure, you know, there's that Donald Rumsfeld, you know, the knowns, those are the things we know, the mm -hmm. unknown, unknown, or the known unknowns, and then the unknown unknowns. And, 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 and if you're in the unknown unknown phase, I, I think you should speak to an attorney. You should speak to, to us or you could speak to, to, to someone else and say, what am I missing here? You know, one of the, the most common things I see is individuals who are starting up a limited liability company will dump a, a whole load of cash into the LLC without realizing there's another way to do it. The other way to do it is to lend money to your LLC, mm -hmm. right? Become a, a creditor to your LLC. Sure, you have to have a certain amount of capital in there for operating purposes, but anything above that sort of minimum operating capital, mm -hmm. make it a loan. Mm -hmm. If anyone comes in and gets a judgment against that LLC, you're going to be ahead of them in terms of uh, creditor protections. And, and, and that's something we do uh, very often. You know, you have to document. It needs to be bona fide. You can't just say this was a loan. Mm -hmm. It needs to be docu documented. But that is a, a baseline issue. If, if you didn't know about that, the, the, the listeners, uh, there's a, a dozen or 20 other things that we can offer advice on. So if you're not yeah. sure what your risks are, you should definitely set up a time and talk with an attorney. And while you're at it, you should talk to Jonathan uh, instead of another one. Uh, so Jonathan, how can our listeners find you if they are interested? Yeah, go to uh, Colorado LLC attorney or Wyoming LLC attorney, and you can uh, book time with uh, uh, myself and the other attorneys in the firm. Here, depending on what you need, we can uh, uh, you can read our bios and read what areas we focus on and pick the, the right attorney. 
Um, mm -hmm. Very easy to do, and all you're obligated for is that half an hour, hour that you that you book. And I, I should say, you don't have to be from Colorado or Wyoming in order to talk to you. No, if, if, if you're concerned about asset protection, there's sort of this idea of the you know multi-jurisdictional practice of law. Mm -hmm. And uh, for for areas of particular expertise, you may not be able to get it in your state. Um, you, you can reach out to attorneys in any state and say, I, I have this issue. I'm concerned about asset protection. You know, does it touch Colorado? You know, there's going to be cer certain things that an attorney from another state can't do in, in your state. But when it comes to getting generalized advice about asset protection, which a lot of it is sort of it's federal law. Uh, applies. We've got bankruptcy law. We've got uh, a, a state law, IRS-related uh, issues, taxes, and then most states have adopted uh, these uniform uh, laws: Uniform Limited Liability Company Act, Uniform Corporations Act, Uniform Trust Act, and so on. And so, you know, we can uh, uh, provide this broad guidance on asset protection, and 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 it's often the case we say, look, you know, we can do this part. But then you need to work with an attorney in your home state because there's there's property issues here which are are going to be very uh, specific to a particular state. So I'm I'm happy to speak with with anyone about the asset protection in general and some of the techniques that are broadly applicable across the entire country. Yeah, and, you know, you know, like entity formations, LLCs, anyone can do that. Any attorney, any state. Um, well, Jonathan, I appreciate you being on today. Uh, you've taught me a few things, and I've been buying and having LLCs created for about twenty some years. Uh, so it's been uh, it's been wonderful, and uh, I I thank you for uh, this time. I appreciate thank you. It. it was great talking to you, and I, I am I'm glad you gave me an audience with a group that I think could really use this. Really smart individuals who typically know what they know and know what they don't know as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www therichergeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening. And leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you, and thanks for listening.